What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the Wizzle bringing you episode two of tonight. I'm trying to get back into this um, this groove that I used to do, <clears throat> and I used to bring two to three episodes on podcasts every night, all the time. And I think it was mainly not this last summer, but the one before that. Or maybe it was the one before that. But it was whenever I was staying at my mother's house. And there was nothing to really do. And I always needed time to myself. And she always goes to bed early. So. I can remember sitting outside on the front porch. And making podcasts. And if you go back to my podcast and you listen. A lot of those podcasts in the summertime, you're going to be able to hear crickets in the background chirping and I don't know. Those are the times that, those are the times that I cherish the most. Looking back at it, you know, I wish I could just, I wish it was a nice warm summer night right now and sitting on my mother's porch. And see, that's the thing. Home is always going to be home. It's always going to be home, no matter how far away you live. I live in the same city, and I still don't feel like I'm at home anymore. Unless I'm sitting there on Mama's porch, I don't feel like I'm at home. And... Maybe that's why I've been going through this depression fit here lately within the past two years. It's just been getting worse and worse and worse slowly. Because I don't feel like I'm at home. This, where I'm living at right now, isn't a home. It's kind of like I'm staying at a hotel for a while, you know. Or I'm on a little road trip for a little while. But this isn't, you know, where I want to settle down. This isn't where I grew up. It has nothing in any kind of way does this feel like home. And my mother keeps saying that she wants to sell the house, her house, when she gets older. Or after she dies. And she wants all the money to be split up between the kids. Now, I hate to say it, but you might get 70 grand off of all that. Off the house. And for it to be divided up in three ways. You're talking about like 22,000, maybe a little bit more for each kid. And 22000 is not enough money. And I'm not saying that selfishly or anything, but 22000 does me absolutely no good in today's society. 
it might kind of help me out with living, you know, kind of getting by or whatever. But once you spend that money, it's gone. And you have nothing but but emptiness after you get done spending it. You know, it does you absolutely no good. And when it comes down to... You know, I, I said this the other night. I said... A lot of people out there say that money is the root of all evil and they despise of it and everything. And when it comes down to when you're on your deathbed or if you inherit something, <clears throat> I feel like money shouldn't be involved. I feel like some things are just irreplaceable, some things are invaluable. You just can't put a price tag on it. And. Same thing with my mother's house. I've grown up there for the past 32 years. That's all that I've known is home. That's that's where home is. So I told my mom one day, and I was I think I might have been drinking. Who knows? More than likely. But I'm pretty sure she didn't take me seriously. And basically what I told her was... If you do that... If you sell this house... <clears throat> guess who's going to be the one buying it? It's going to be me. So basically I was telling her... Don't do that because... I don't have the money... To really afford to do that right now. And I will... And I have a lot of fucking dreams and goals and things to do in between now and then before I start buying a house. I don't want to have to buy a house. But if it means keeping keeping that around in my family, then that's what it means. Because I'd rather have that house in my possession and live there six months out of the year than to have somebody living in it that's on section eight or it's gonna run it into the ground and put holes in the walls and shit like that <clears throat> it would truly bother me deep down inside it would truly hurt me to drive past that neighborhood and to see another family living there that would really bother me. Because that's my fucking home. That's where I grew up for the past 32 years. That's all I've known. And so... Me sitting outside in the summers... And whether it's on the front porch making podcasts... Or whether it's in the backyard watching baseball games... Because there's a park back there. And... With the baseball lights on in the summertime, it just, <clears throat> something about it, it just provides this perfect atmosphere where you can sit out back, you can barbecue, you can drink, and you don't even have to worry about having the porch light on because it's so bright. And it's in a pretty good neighborhood. It's in, I would say it's in a better than average neighborhood. There's some pretty shitty places out there nowadays, so... 
<clears throat> Anywho, it's getting worse and worse by the minute. There's people that are moving down here from Chicago by the minute. Scumbags. And we're not getting younger. We're not getting any younger. My mom, me, you know, every day that goes along, every year that goes along is it's just that much closer, you know. <clears throat> and I don't want to have to think about that kind of stuff right now. But I kind of have to because if I'm going to have the money to buy that house, I need to start saving money. And the only way to save money is what I said I was going to do from the get-go. And nobody wants to listen. Everybody thinks I'm just, you know, it's never going to happen, you're crazy, if you can do it, then whatever. But it's living out of a van. Seriously. <clears throat> I can I can save at least $7,000 a year. At least. Probably a little more. Nowadays. But. Anywho. I can save at least $7,000 a year. So. If I lived out of my van for a few years. Excuse me. I'd have like 21 grand. And, you know, no, that's not, you know, $70,000. But, if I had to, if my mom had died and it was up for sale and whatnot, if I had to, I could put that $20,000 down on it and make payments. And like my mom said, there's pretty much no credit union out there that's going to turn you down. There isn't. You've got 20 grand in a credit union, and you have normal credit or even a little bit of bad credit, you're going to be able to get a loan. It's not going to be the best loan. It might cost you more with the financing, with the interest and shit. But who cares? As long as you've got it, who cares? <clears throat> so not only have I been thinking about getting into a van and saving, but I've been thinking about putting my money into a credit union. Building credit, you know. I can't get a bank account anywhere because some shit in the past, long story short, I think it's crazy, but I don't like fucking with banks anyways. I don't even really want to have a credit union account. So banks like Chase or Bank of America or they're just they're just fucking out to get money. Period. It's crazy. You 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 let them hold on to your money. And a lot of people don't know this, but if you have $20,000 in a bank account, they're making like $2 million a year off of interest. Off of your money. So, banks like to make it seem like, you know, if you, 
if you did have an overdraft or whatever. Like, it's a big problem. Like, you're putting them out, you know. Banks are evil. Banks are evil. <clears throat> they make billions of dollars just off of overdraft fees. Not including any other fees, just the overdrafts. And it varies from year to year, but one year I know they hit $35 billion in overdraft fees. Well, not billion. <laughs> I think it's $35 million. Who knows? But they make an exuberant amount of money. <coughs> Off their customers. Because that's basically what you are. If you've got an account, you're a customer. I've never known a company to extort people for money like a bank or like an insurance company. Those are the two... The two things in America that are just fucking money scams. Banks and insurance companies. It's crazy. And insurance companies are just as bad because they like to take your money and everything. But then whenever it's time to actually pay up, then it's like pulling fucking teeth from an elephant. <coughs> Anyways, before I got to making these podcasts tonight, the reason why I got a late start was, for one, I didn't get off till midnight. For two, I had to make a trip back to work and lock the door. And for three, I got to listening to this piano player and... I'm, I'm not a very big piano guy. There are some t times when I listen to piano and I'm like, that was beautiful, that was great. That was very well played. <clears throat> but I can't see myself playing piano and I can't really get into it like guitar, you know. I still don't really see myself playing guitar, but I have more chances of playing guitar than I do piano. And... But when I do see something, I can appreciate it for what it is. <clears throat> and so, I've talked to a few people in the past. It's been a while, but music freaks. And when we talk about music freaks, I'm talking about like classical, contempo, piano shit. Ludwig, Beethoven, elevator music, you know. And these people always would bring up Ludovico. 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 And I've heard about it, but I never knew who he was. I never listened to his music. And tonight, I don't know how it popped up in my YouTube, but it did. <coughs> And it just looked familiar. Ludovico just looked familiar. So I played it. And it was the most beautiful song that I've ever heard. He played it with the most emotion that I've ever heard, right? And 
<clears throat> At first, I thought, oh, it's just a really good song, you know. It's a great song, yay, you know. So then I looked in deeper into the rabbit hole, and I found another song, and I played it. Again, it was a masterpiece. And then I found another song, played it, and it was a masterpiece. And not all of his songs are masterpieces, but a lot of them are. And the thing with Ludovico, I forget how to, how to spell his last name, but I think it's Enoch, or Enoch, or it's e, E-I-N... A-C-H, I do believe. <clears throat> but if you type in Ludo, L-U-D-O, and then V-I-C-O, Ludovico. A lot of people call him Ludovico, but it'll, it'll pull up. And I'm going to tell you, I fucking, I cried. I cry whenever I listen to that, and it's because when you listen to his music, he doesn't sing or anything, he just plays piano, and when you listen to his music, he plays it so well, and so straightforward, and it's got so much emotion in it that you don't even need words. <coughs> You can literally, while he's playing it, you have this story kind of playing in your head. Or, while he's playing it, you can kind of feel what he's trying to say. So, he doesn't write songs. He writes emotions. And whenever he actually plays it, you can see those emotions come out. You don't, Like I said, the heart doesn't need words in order to have a song. And it's crazy how much you can mentally and spiritually connect to his songs that have no words to them. And it has such, such, uh, so many emotions in it. It's crazy. I've never heard such beautiful music, you know, from, from somebody that's depressed. I can tell you. My depression has been really bad lately. And somebody who's depressed, you can listen to his shit and you can say, damn, that is exactly what I'm going through right now. That's exactly what I'm going through. And like I said, there's no words. You know, you, you can just relate to it, if that makes any sense. It's crazy. I um I think everybody should at least give him a listen. I think I'm going to have one of his songs played at my uh funeral to be honest. <clears throat> and he's probably, you know, some of his music that was being played was 10 years old. So he's probably getting up there in age. He looked pretty old in his last videos, so, but, when a legend dies, 
fuck. When a legend dies, it's a sad thing. And it's even more sad if nobody knows who the fuck you are. And for somebody to be so great, and for so many people out there to not know who the fuck he is, is sad. That's sad. And the even sadder thing... <coughs> Man, I got a frog in my throat. The even sadder thing is that there are going to be people like me or everyday people out there and they're not going to be remembered for shit. They're not going to have anything to really carry on. And you get somebody like this who has so much talent, who's so gifted, makes great music and you still, there's going to be so many people out there that don't even know who the fuck you are. That's crazy. You know, that's what kind of made me open my eyes here lately, within tonight, and think about shit. And even when, <clears throat> even when you think you're on top of the world, and even when you think you're doing something, and you think that you're famous, and you think that, you know, you're going to make a difference, people are going to remember you. You're fucking, you're wrong. There's going to be people a hundred years from now that aren't going to know who the fuck Kanye West is. Notorious people. People that are rich. People that are famous. People that are always in the news every single day. And a hundred years from now, nobody's going to know who the fuck he is. What did he really accomplish? What did he really do with his life that was so great? Kanye West hasn't done shit. I don't care who you are. You know, a lot of people argue, especially black people. Oh, he's a great artist. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> There's plenty of other artists out there that are greater than he is. Just point blank. And there's some, some artists that I listened to in the 90s. Um, like Counting Crows. For example, that was one one band that I listened to. Or Bare Naked Ladies, or whatever. But if you ask kids nowadays if they've ever heard a Bare Naked Ladies song, or if they knew who Counting Crows was, especially black teens nowadays, they say, hell no. I don't know who the fuck that is. Everybody knows who Elton John is. That's crazy. Everybody knows who Elton John is, right? But if you get to talking about, like... <clears throat> I can't get this frog out of my throat. If you get to talking about Bon Scott, for example, to this younger generation, they don't know who the fuck Bon Scott is. He was what made ACDC what it is, well... I'm not going to say what it is today because he died and it kind of changed. But, yeah, Bon Scott was who made ACDC what it is. Nobody knows, you know, there's a, well, I'm not going to say nobody knows, but a lot of people don't know who the fuck he is. One of the greatest human beings alive, you know, did great things. And so if you don't do anything truly great, 
And when I say truly great, I mean truly fucking great. Nobody's going to know who the fuck you are. Nobody's going to care. And, you know, not only do people not care nowadays, but, um, you know, as time goes on, you just, you just become, you just become like dust in the wind, you know, there's no memories anymore, there's no, um, you know, people don't know who you are, your music isn't around, like, think about it this way, there are probably a lot of artists and shit making music in the 1920s, dance music in the 1930s, and, you know, that's when the flapper age was going on, it's really big for getting out into the club, doing some dancing, and a lot of those people, nobody even knows nowadays, nobody even knows, you know, you might hear about a few people here and there, um, I, I can't even begin to tell you, you know, like, Nat King Cole is probably the oldest singer that I know from the old days, besides Frank Sinatra. Nat King Cole is, is probably the oldest that I've heard. And I only heard, like, one good song of his called Smile. And, but other than that, I don't know who the fuck was seen in the 1920s and 30s and 40s. And <clears throat> I'm sure they had some good artists for their time, you know. And it's just like nowadays. You got people that swear that Gucci is one of the best rappers alive and shit like that but 80 years from now a lot of people aren't even going to be alive that listen to Gucci and if there is anybody alive they're going to forget about Gucci even existing because they're going to be so fucking old <laughs> they're not going to be able to even tell their grandkids about him <clears throat> that's the crazy thing So I encourage people, you know, especially when you start getting older, to get you some fucking music, whatever you grew up listening to, whatever you like listening to, and you put it on a flash drive or something. <clears throat> I would put it on like a CD, because when you get old, you're not going to know what the fuck a flash drive is. People like me, I, I can see a CD or a tape and be like, oh yeah, let's put this in and give it a play. But when you're fucking 80 years old and you got Alzheimer's and you look at a flash drive, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? How do I even use this thing, you know? So, and sometimes 
some of the good old-fashioned things work the best. Vinyl records, CDs, 8-tracks, you know, cassette tapes. <coughs> and so I'm going to start getting into that too. I'm going to start saving music. I'm going to start collecting vinyls. And I'm not going to get too crazy about it. I know a lot of people, they get nuts. They fucking get a whole garage full of vinyls. I don't need that. What I do need is some of the good old rare stuff. And I'm a big Frank Sinatra fan. So. But other than that, you know, Dean Martin's good too. But maybe like listening to the Eagles or Foreigner or, you know, something like that. Getting into the 70s and 80s music. different rock bands and shit I can get into that but collecting any music before that before the 60s I, I can't really get into except for Frank Sinatra so there's some I know out there that are good but I've just never heard them I don't know but I want to be able to be 80 years old, living in a van, still, hopefully, and I want to be able to put on a fucking record. I want to be able to put on some music where I don't have to download anything, I just put a fucking record on. <clears throat> a lot of these younger kids are considering people that are in their 30s or 40s to be like people that grew up in the 70s whenever I was a kid. And it kind of makes sense, I guess, in a way. But it's crazy to even fathom. People, kids nowadays, think that I'm like somebody from the 70s. That we're all hippies, we're all fucking, you know... That's crazy. Because back in the day, whenever I was growing up in the 90s, I'm like, man, I wish we could go back to the 70s. And right now, we're closer to the 70s than we've, we've ever been. With all the fucking race riots and shit that had happened. Um, all the racism that was going on in the country and all the racism that's going on now. The war and shit that was going on in the 70s and the war that's going on now. <clears throat> and a lot of people my age still listen to 70s music, 80s music, 90s music. And so when these kids that are like 18, 20 years old hear music from the 70s. It makes them think that we're like twice as old as what we really are. <clears throat> I got to talking to my coworker <laughs> about this a little bit, and <laughs> he kept calling us old heads or 
old timers. And there was another new guy that started that was, he's 40. I couldn't imagine being 40 working at Pizza Hut, but he's doing it as a little part-time job. And I asked my coworker, I said, what do you mean we're old heads? And so he asked me how old I was. I said, I'm only 32, but he said, wow, I'm 40. And so again, I asked the other coworker, I said, what do you mean that we're old heads? And he said, well, you're not really old. And I said, what do you consider to be old? And you got to think, he's 17 years old. <coughs> That's the great thing. I can get, I can, I can get a point of view from a seventeen-year-old. I think that's great. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, to hang around a younger age group is fucking awesome, in my opinion. To get advice from a younger age group is pretty awesome, because there's a lot of shit that I don't know about. You know, a lot of these new rappers or whatever. I don't know. You know. And so anyways, I asked him, what do you think old is? And he said, anything after 40 is old. He said, you know, when you're 20, you're just kind of getting out of being an adolescent like I am. He said, you know, I went from 17 to, you know, once I get to be 20, 21, that's when you kind of start maturing. And then once you get to 30, that's where you're kind of like, eh, I'm not really a teenager anymore, I'm not a 21-year-old anymore, but I'm not old either. And then he said, after you hit 40, everything goes downhill after that. So once you hit 40, then you hit 50, then you start getting old. <clears throat> and I, I couldn't help but to think about it, and I'm like, dude, that's so fucking true. He's not lying. And I've only got eight more years until that starts happening. You know, that's the crazy thing. I seen a video the other day on Facebook, I think. And in the video, it said that most people have a misconception about life. And they said, most people think that 50 years old is midlife. A lot of people think if you make it to 50, you've lived half your life. And in this video, they said that's not true because most people don't live to be 100 nowadays. And that kind of made me stop and think about it. And I'm like, wow, they're fucking right. They said most people nowadays live to be 60 or 70. Most, you know. Some people might see 80 or 90, maybe. But if that is the case, and you only live to be like 60, 65, whatever, I've already lived half of my life. 30 years old is the halfway point. Nowadays, life expectancy is going down. My grandmother... 
my adoptive grandmother because my mom was adopted when she was a baby. So all my biological family is in North Carolina and I haven't met them. Some of them I'll never get to meet because some of them have already died. Like my real grandfather and my real grandmother. But my adoptive grandmother I consider to be my real grandmother anyways. That's the only grandmother that I've known my whole life. And so I've always called her grandma. And she just passed not too recently back. But she lived to be like... Let's see. Let me see. Because I want to get this right. <clears throat> that ain't right. That's not right. I know she didn't live to be 91. Or 92. I'm pretty sure she was born in 1931. And... <clears throat> I'm almost 100% sure she was born in 1931. And if that is the case... She will live to be in 92. So, 91 years old, 92 years old is a very good life. But the thing that I always tell people <coughs> is those people, like my grandmother that grew up in 1931, she's seen the 40s, she was about 10 years old, she's seen the 50s, she was 20. And back then... Uh, they lived on well water and shit. Like, they lived on farms back then. Around here, there wasn't anything that was built up. It was all farms and well water. They didn't even have, back then, they didn't even have a lot of water hooked up to the city. Because, <clears throat> fuck. Because there wasn't a city back then. You know, everybody that, you know, like, back then, the outskirts of town right now, it's, it's about seven to ten miles across the city. And back then, they didn't even have it that big. The city was probably like three miles across. It was probably half the size of what it is, if not less. And they didn't have Walmarts and shit back then. I know a lot of young kids can't wrap their heads around that. But the highway... <clears throat> the highway that I grew up knowing didn't even exist. Veterans Parkway, with all the shopping and shit on the west side, didn't even exist. And she lived in, I have to ask my mother again, but she lived in a little small house, little farmhouse, that was halfway 
in between here and Litchfield, I do believe. <clears throat> and, you know, in between here and Litchfield nowadays is nothing but farmland still to this day. But back then, it was really farmland, you know. I mean, all you had was probably frontage roads and dirt roads and shit back then. You didn't have highways back then. So, and it takes about 45 minutes to get from here to Litchfield. So halfway would be about like 20, 30 minutes after you get out of town. So if you're downtown right now, nowadays, it would take you 40 minutes probably to get from here to home. And back then in the 1930s, 1940s, they didn't have very good cars back then. And if they did, they couldn't afford them. So my grandmother talked about, you know, standing outside and waiting for the bus and shit like that. I didn't really hear her talk too much about the farm life or whatnot, but from what I heard, they didn't have a whole lot to really do. And so, you know, just being out in the front yard playing was something for them. And you gotta think, being out there, all the way the fuck out there, you don't have any neighbors. You might have a neighbor that has a farmhouse somewhere down the road, but you didn't have any friends. You know, there was no Facebook, there was no internet, there was no telephones back then. Think about it. You know, how hard it would be to make friends back then. The schoolhouse was probably like fucking ten kids. You know? And those kids lived pretty far away. They didn't all live next to each other. So... It's crazy. It's crazy. Think about then versus now. And... <clears throat> back then um, I've heard about it from my grandmother and I've also heard about it from my father's mother and father from my mom's parents and from my dad's parents and back then they didn't have any fast food at all really I mean maybe a burger stand somewhere but you basically, you had to make dinner at home every night. You had to make a meal to eat every night. And if you didn't have gas, or you didn't have a way to go into town to get groceries, you're fucked. You're going to starve. Unless you can grow your own vegetables or whatever. But So, they didn't have DoorDash <laughs> back in the 30s or 40s. Or the 50s. And probably about the 50s and the 60s is when they started coming out with more grocery stores and shit. But it was still, even out in the rural country areas, it was still 
in the middle of fucking nowhere. Some days... <clears throat> some days I like to sit there and ask myself what it would be like to live back then. I think it'd be so awesome. It'd be so awesome. It would be an introvert's paradise. Let's put it that way. Because there's no social media. There's no internet. There's hardly any supermarkets around. There's hardly any jobs to be had. So basically, you know, back then in the 30s, 40s, 50s, you can stay to yourself and be an introvert and nobody would even bat an eye because everybody did that. So, but nowadays, you've got everybody up your ass, nosy fucking neighbors that want to know what the fuck you're up to all the time. It's crazy. Everybody is nosy. Nobody can mind their own fucking business nowadays. I was riding my bike to work and the other day, and I've noticed this before in the past, it's happened before, but there was this one particular car who um, couldn't stop fucking staring at me. I don't know why. It's like they'd never seen a fucking bicycle before, but they kept gawking at me, and they kept staring at me, and they were literally, like, breaking their neck while they were turning the corner. Maybe I looked sexy, I don't know, but I get that all the time with riding a bike. And it's not because nobody's ever seen a bike before, but it's because people are nosy. People are nosy. People are like, what are you doing? Even though they know what you're doing, you're riding a fucking bicycle, of course, but one question leads to another, and they say, in their mind, they're like, what are you doing? And then they look at you, and they're like, well, what do you look like? So they're staring at you, and they're studying you, and they're judging you. Everybody judges everybody nowadays. I don't care who you are. But it's really crazy. When you actually pay attention to people nowadays and how much they actually stare at you. And people have said in the past, staring is rude. It really is. If you stare at somebody for a longer period of time than what it's worth, then yeah, it's pretty rude. And so, a lot of people kind of forgot about this because of social media. People think, oh, it's normal, you know. But every time that somebody stares at me too long nowadays, that's what I'm thinking. Is, why are you judging me so much? And I know that's what they're doing. I know that's what they're doing. In their mind, they're fucking thinking, this guy looks ugly, or this guy's wearing his hat wrong, or this guy's, he looks cute, but, you know, and people do that all the time. Judging people all the time. Judging their looks, 
judging what kind of clothes they've got on. People judge people for the way that they hold themselves. And it's so crazy to me to be able to go from the 90s when things were so great to now. And I talk about the 90s to people and they think it's fucking paradise. And it was. It was fucking paradise. It was great. These kids nowadays... Got some good brandy. It's always good with some palmasan. But... These kids nowadays will never know what it's like to get on MTV and see a music video. It's all reality TV right now. You can't just get on there and watch fucking music videos. They're never going to know what it's like to see MTV Spring Break. That always used to come on. They'd have an artist that would play. They'd have music videos. And then it was VH1. VH1 had pop-up videos. And it was basically music videos where people would comment in. And it was kind of like a live chat, but it wasn't live. It was just people that were on the internet that would comment in. And that just kind of died off after a while. I don't know what the fuck happened. But it would be really awesome for them to bring that shit back. Whether you're on Vivo or whether you're on Pluto TV or whatever, you should be able to go to a music channel, a music video channel, and to be able to comment on that shit, just like a YouTube video or whatever. There's no reason why it should have just disappeared. I think it was great. I used to wake up and I'd either watch fucking cartoons or I'd watch MTV. And slowly but surely MTV would introduce reality shows like The Real World and shit like that. The the Challenges or whatever. And that's whenever it all went downhill. I don't remember the last year that they stopped having MTV music videos or whatever, or pop-up videos, but I would have to say after the year 2000 is when everything went down, because 2005, I was 15 years old, I don't remember watching MTV music videos, especially when I was 18. That shit was gone. So, in between 2000 and 2005, somewhere in there, that shit just disappeared. It's crazy. And like I said, some of the good old-fashioned things work the best. So, they took it away and... If they still had it to this day, it would be a good thing. Not just for the people that want to comment and socialize and interact, 
but you could literally have your own broadcast station, your own channel that did that, like VH1 did, and you can make bank. You can make bukus of dollars off of that. It just baffles me on why they haven't. So, in a world that's full of money nowadays, I don't see why they haven't brought back that shit. So, maybe they will. <laughs> Eventually, maybe. I don't know. I doubt it. But. can only dream you know in the 90s a lot of fucking great things happened a lot I mean hip hop was at its peak I feel like um, culture and music were like coming together you had like pizza rolls just came out you know, you, you you could get a fucking pizza, but <laughs> when pizza rolls came out, it was like, what? It's the biggest thing ever. And there's still people, this day, that are still buying pizza rolls. So, it was crazy. Back then was so much better. So much better. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> Except for society and culture, everything just kind of fucked everything up. But there isn't a day that goes by where I don't miss the 90s. Cartoons that used to come on on the weekends, on Saturday mornings. I used to wake up early enough just to watch that shit. And... <laughs> Now, I'm so old, that shit doesn't come on TV anymore. So, what I do is I just get online, and I buy the box sets. So, right before I go to sleep, before the sun comes up, like now, usually, put in a DVD, and I'll watch it for an hour or two, and then I'll go to sleep. But it's generally like cartoons that I grew up on. So a lot of people would probably think, oh, that's kind of childish. I don't really care. That's kind of, it, it brings back a bit of nostalgia and brings me a little bit of comfort. So some people still sleep with a nightlight on. I watch cartoons before I go to sleep. You know, and sometimes I put in Rick and Morty. That's a cartoon. It's not from the 90s, but... It's probably what I'm going to go to sleep watching tonight, is a little bit of Rick and Morty. So, I keep saying tonight, but it's... Three minutes until six o'clock in the morning. The sun still hasn't come up yet, really, so... It's coming, it's on its way. Within the next hour, it's gonna be daylight here. Um, so what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna finish this podcast.
I'm gonna smoke a little bit more. Probably drink another beer. And then I'm gonna end up eating and going to sleep. I wish I could make a third episode. I really do, but it's just too early in the morning. I I can't spend another hour making a podcast. So I didn't think that this one was gonna last a whole hour. Honestly, I thought I was only gonna have like thirty minutes of content, but. I'm not going to say that I won't make another podcast because like I said I got another beer to drink but definitely after that beer I'm going to be done and the sun's probably going to be coming up probably about then so after that I go to sleep I get a reasonable amount of sleep until 2 in the afternoon and then I get up I'll be fine So I'm not saying that I'm not going to make another podcast tonight, but the chances are like 85% chance that I'm not going to, so who knows. I'm going to go ahead and smoke some more weed, that's what I'm going to do. that part I'm really surprised at how how much this weed has lasted me I got to looking at my stash spot earlier and I was like do I have enough weed to get me to Christmas I was kind of worried about that and I'm like yeah I got enough I'm glad I went out and bought more when I did because I wouldn't have had enough so just really good weed this stuff man I try not to die every time I hit this shit just really good shit podcast right now and I might see you on episode three but until then it was real it was fun but it wasn't real fun until the next one deuces